Welcome to another episode of Differences Not Deficits, where we discuss what we are learning and changing in our therapy so we can support and empower neurodivergent individuals with compassion and respect. Thank you for listening so we can all learn together. The primary purpose of Differences Not Deficits is to educate and inform. The views expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not constitute educational or medical advice. Listeners should consult with their professionals familiar with each individual or family for specific guidance. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Differences Not Deficits podcast. We're going to start with a quote. In order to grow, we must be open to new ideas, new ways of doing things, new ways of thinking. That's by uh, Coach George Raveling. So we've been away for quite a while with the holidays. And so it took us a bit longer than we thought to get to get back into our podcast. So sorry about that. But we're excited to get started with this new year. So happy new year a little late. We also wanted to kind of we've been thinking and tossing some things around. Yolandi and I have been kind of trying to figure things out. And we decided to kind of make our to change the format a little bit of our uh, podcast. So we're going to be having some shorter episodes, maybe like 15 minutes or so. And that way you can quickly listen and and also have time to absorb what we're saying since a lot of what we're saying is new and uh, maybe a bit different than what you're used to hearing. So we were thinking maybe it would be helpful so that you could take it at a slower pace. But we will also continue to have interviews with amazing people and we're so looking forward to the ones that are coming up. So please stay tuned because um, those will be great. But as far as today in Related to the quote that I mentioned when I first started, it's all about new ideas and new ways of thinking. And as we start this new year, as we have 2024 here with us, we just wanted to have a conversation about embracing new ways of thinking Mm -hmm. and how difficult that can be sometimes for people, for everyone, for me, for Yolanti too. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. So we just wanted to have a a little conversation about that. Yeah. And we haven't been doing this very long, but we have already touched on some very like sensitive topics for many, I would imagine. I mean, this is a sensitive topic for Debbie and myself as well, because we are changing the way that we are doing therapy. In approaching autism or neurodivergence as a difference and not a deficit may be difficult for some people to embrace, especially when there are many experts who would disagree with this way of thinking. And now that we know a little bit better, we are changing our way that we're thinking. So this might be very difficult for some people to, you know, have the capacity to receive at this moment. True. As that quote, if we go back to that quote, it reminds us that to grow, we have to be open to new ideas. And I think sometimes that is the hardest part for so many people. Um, So yeah, some of the things we discuss on this podcast might be a little different from what you might have heard in the past or seen in the past in working with autism or neurodivergence, but it really is changing because now those autistic children, so many autistic children have grown up and they are the experts. They are the professionals and they, oh my gosh, are definitely teaching us. And I mean, think about that. Who would, who do you want to learn from? Do you want to learn from people who haven't really lived it and haven't gone through it? Or do you want to learn from the people who live it every day and are experiencing it and um, have just the perspective of their own? Speaking about that, we just, we get it. We totally get that this is not easy 
because we're the professionals that gave all the recommendations that we did. And it didn't really like, I mean, I know throughout my career, I so many times felt like I just was beating my head (laughs) with some kids I would work with because I felt like I wasn't doing anything. I felt like everything was like, well, like a box you had to check. Um, And I don't fit in a box. And I don't think these individuals fit in a box. I don't think anyone fits in a box for that matter. But I wasn't really resonating with what I felt inside. And honestly, I don't know that I wasn't that in touch with what I was feeling inside either. Um, But I went along with what I was trained in, you know, graduate school and the books that I read and the articles and all the CEU courses that I did. And I did it the way I was supposed to. And I think a lot of the times, too, when you're going through classes and stuff, especially in my master's degree and reading and learning about what is supposed to be happening, well, you know, sometimes those thoughts and ideas need to change. So if this is new to you as a parent, as a therapist, autistic person or a neurodivergent person, you know, maybe it would help to view these approaches not so much as new, but rather just more kind and compassionate, seeing everyone as worthy and having unique gifts and what they could bring to this world. I mean, we already know that, you know, there are some differences between a neurodivergent or autistic person versus, you know, what is socially accepted now in the world. But our world is changing. And the fact that these voices are older and they're educating us and teaching us about the approaches we used to use, those are the people we need to listen to. And those are the people who who lived it and experienced it. And so we are having them teach us like, hey, when you did this in therapy, you actually inadvertently did all these other things and you didn't even notice. Absolutely. And I I mean, and it's so key because we've got to let them teach us. I mean, especially they have to kind of figure out what they need, because if we're trying to figure it, it's not it's not us figuring out. I mean, sometimes, okay, when they're little, yes, we might have to figure out some things, but you really have to dive deep to figure that out. I did not become a speech therapist to speak for the people that I am seeing. I didn't. And I think that's why it never like resonated with me deep down. It never, I, I didn't enjoy my career. I, because I think I always felt like, what am I I'm making them talk a certain way? All I'm doing is trying to make them perfect, like make their speech perfect and make their grammar perfect and make their everything, make everything perfect. But I wasn't really lifting up their voice. It was like I was kind of giving them my own words. And that's really not what I went into this profession for. And I mean, now I work with older individuals and um, many of them are speaking. And even if they're not, if I'm giving them an AAC device, now I know, oh, I'm not going to model and then expect them to repeat that model. I'm not going to do that anymore. I, and I don't do that anymore. And it's much more authentic. And I get, I get so much more authentic feedback from the individuals that I work with when I'm not trying to check off a box, when I'm not trying to make them quote unquote, perfect, right? Who else is perfect? Right. Or even, you know, the idea as a behaviorist, 
I've been through the waves of this is the way we did it. And and as things are changing, there's a great book from Britt Frank. And in her book, Science of Stuck, she discusses kind of how most people try to attack habits or these behaviors from an angle of behavior modification rather than an angle of behavior comprehension. But knowing the function of your habit or behavior, you know, is key to changing it. But what if that wasn't actually a behavior, but it was a mode of communication? What if that screaming child or, you know, the sounds that a child makes was their way of communicating something different? And I read it as a noncompliance. And I think it's hard to think about and it's a new concept for some people because it's kind of looking at the person first for who they are and what they give off rather than looking at my textbook and going, well, this is the equation and this adds to this. And even if you're doing your due diligence, you're you're creating your, you know, ABC data and you're taking, you know, what happened right before, what's the behavior and what's the consequence of that behavior. And then, oh, okay, now I have a function. I'm just treating it like a math equation. And people aren't math equations. People aren't you know, necessarily fit into these boxes. And what we're realizing now that we're changing therapy and we're looking at more interception and who the person authentically is, we're coming up with new ideas of how to do therapy. And I'm coming up with new ideas on how to tackle some of these functions because as a therapist, I read the function wrong most of the time. And then you create these kids who are trying so hard to socially fit into our world because these people are saying I have to be this way, but it's counter and it's everything counter in their body. And they're forcing themselves to go through these mechanics. And that's where we see these like robotic type of behaviors. And prompt dependency comes a lot from that because I'm not authentically living who I am. I am prompt dependent because I'm trying to match what you want me to be and you need me to be in order to be you know, fitting into this world. And so I'm trying really hard. So that prompt dependency is never going to go away because that child or that person is not authentically living who they are. They're trying to meet your boxes. They're trying to meet who you want them to be. And, you know, as a therapist, you're like, oh, this is great. They're changing. No, they're masking. They're masking and they're, they're building these layers and layers to please you. Because most of our you know, neurodivergent people are very empathetic and they really want to try to fit in and be who you want them to be, but it's exhausting to them. And sometimes they can't reach it all the time. So we see these uptick in behaviors because they're not authentically being who they are. So I know this is hard information. This is new information. And as a behaviorist too, if you would have told me this five, 10 years ago, I would have been like, "Mm, no, we have to start thinking about the new world and how people are now connecting and how neurodivergence voices are speaking up saying, hey, I'm actually a person first. So maybe instead of, you know, taking off all these boxes, look at me who I am first and help me discover who I am so that I can access your therapy better. If I don't know me, how can I fit into boxes that you want me to? And that's that's kind of hard to hear. It's It's a different way of thinking. Yeah, it definitely is. And yeah, if any of you are have trouble hearing it or think that maybe we're a little too idealistic, because I think sometimes that's what it seems like, um, it's really not. If you if we can just look at it from kindness and having compassion, you know, I think one of the big things that Yolandi and I do in our therapy is we see them as human first. Human. Because human is messy 
in and of itself. And then we end up finding, gosh, other things that might be contributing to certain behaviors, quote unquote, you know, behaviors, the external things that are happening. And then you really get to the bottom of things. So I I just, we really kind of want to end with just don't be afraid of trusting your own intuition and use your inner, use that inner wisdom, use that inner wisdom and that feeling, that gut feeling that you might have that I I don't like that. I don't like how this feels inside me. And, and I think, you know, sometimes, like I said, back when I started, I don't know that I wasn't as in touch with that, but get in touch with it. Start to listen to what you're feeling. Like if you're doing something and and you're seeing a reaction and you're starting to see, feel in yourself, like, oh, this doesn't feel right to me, you know, trust it and maybe explore it. And if you don't think you have an inner wisdom or an intuition, well, for one thing, you're absolutely wrong. Mm -hmm. I firmly believe that we all have an intuition. We all have this inner wisdom, this knowing of just kind of what feels right. Um, It's more a feeling. I think that the pull that you're doing something wrong is what you've been told by society that things must be this way or it's not appropriate. It's inappropriate. Where I, I I hear that word so much it it really bothers me. But I, I really don't think that what you're feeling, if you're feeling like, oh, I, I can't do this, uh, you know, that's in a that's 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 wrong. They're acting this way. Well, really check in with that and maybe check in with your with your child or the adult you're with, you know, check in see what's actually going on. Because what we find is that the people we work with, their voices, they're afraid to say what's really happening inside. So, so we just encourage you to, to, to listen to yourself and, um, and just keep learning because we're, we're all learning. We're learning together and we, we are excited to continue this journey with you. So no, I agree. And I think it's, you know, trust your inner wisdom and your intuition. And if you feel like something is a little off, you know, go explore that, go research it, go read about it, go ask the questions. So, you know, in the new year, we're just challenging you to to be open-minded to think about a new perspective, to be open-minded with yourself and your family, you know, saying maybe there is a different way and it doesn't have to be this feeling I have. It could be a different feeling. And we're just challenging you to, to think about it. We love hearing from you. So if you have questions, comments, or just want to connect, You can find our links to LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram on our show notes. Feel free to drop us a message, leave us a comment, or ask a question, or just share your thoughts with us. Your thoughts matter, and we can't wait to hear from you.